Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our wealthmanagement.com 2020 Industry Awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm David Armstrong. Uh, thanks for joining us on this, the Wealthy Circle podcast. This is the podcast where we hold conversations with finalists and winners of our WealthManagement.com Industry Awards. And today, we're chatting with uh, Michael Lomas, partner and owner of Peak Reps. Michael, thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, I'm getting the last name pronounced right there. Yes, Lomas? Well, Lomas, but uh, close enough. <laughs> been called worse. Right. All right. Well, thanks very much. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, about uh, yourself. Where are you calling in from? Where am I talking to you at? And maybe a little bit of background then on Peak Reps and and yourself professionally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I'm a financial advisor uh, with Peak Brokerage and Peak Rep Services and one of the founders of Peaks. You know, we were at a a broker dealer years ago that had a family-like culture and we sort of lost that family-like culture. We saw as the firm got bigger and bigger and, you know, we looked at other broker dealers and we, we really just couldn't find that place that we could call home. So we ended up buying into Peak Brokerage, which was a very small broker dealer at that point, just a few reps. And we've been able to now grow it to uh, 85 reps over the last few years. But, you know, we really are truly like a family and you hear that a lot in the industry. Uh, but with us, it's it's true, you know, and we won the award for being, you know, connected virtually and uh, our connected virtual advisor series and meetings. But the world changed with COVID, whether I liked it or not, or agreed or disagreed with how they handled COVID. The fact of the matter is COVID was here. People were scared. Businesses were shutting down. Industries were shutting down. But the stock market didn't shut down. And we knew yep. our advisors needed to get out there and be able to get in front of people and including their clients. And so we got together with our marketing team, our compliance team, and we really worked on putting together educational workshops for our clients. And uh, and the, the clients are not only financial planners, but the financial planners' clients and prospects to be able to say, look, let's get in front of this and let's educate the community on what we're doing and what you're doing to make sure that, they, you know, first of all, clients aren't making foolish decisions with their money and panic decisions. Number two, Let's help our advisors grow their practice. You know, people make changes and clients make changes when things are volatile. You know, when things are okay and markets are going along, they don't make changes, but they do make changes when things are volatile. And certainly that's one thing that peak caused was volatility, which uh, or the one thing that COVID caused that, uh, yeah. that we, we needed to step in front of. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think this idea of the, uh, the virtual advisor meeting series is a great example of that. Was the genesis for this idea uh, somewhere before the pandemic hit, or was this something that you guys scrambled to put together? And, and it's a great program. You put it together really well, but scrambled to put together uh, in the wake of the pandemic. No, we were already. Were there moving. any germs of this idea beforehand? Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, that, and you know, we we were moving in that direction, anyways. You know, we noticed that. A lot of our clients, uh, we would we, up here in Buffalo. I, you, I forgot to tell you, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I have, uh, yeah. uh, we have offices, retail offices in Buffalo, New York, and down in South Florida. So I tend to go back and forth quite a bit. But you know, we were noticing that a lot of our clients, um, we did a we do a lot of we do radio shows and a lot of seminars, and we started to realize mm-hmm. that you know some of our clients were asking, hey, is there any way I can just tune in online and check this out as opposed to having to drive in here? So. Our, uh, our goal on the retail side here in Buffalo, New York, was to 
move in that direction anyways and be able to offer both. Hey, we'd love to see you if you want to come in in person, but then also stream that uh, that workshop online. But I will say that COVID really sped things up. And so, and one of the things with our, our family-led culture at Peak is we said, hey, this is what we're doing. And we, we were really successful with it in Buffalo. And the Peak embracing us as a broker dealer said, if you're successfully doing that in Buffalo, why can't all of our financial planners do that? And so the compliance department, the marketing department, everybody really got together as a team, including a lot of the, uh, the financial planners at the firm, the majority of the financial planners at the firm, getting together to really um, put together uh, uh, workshops in multiple areas, expertise, whether it was social security planning, the overall stock market, interest rates, right? but having these different workshops that we could reach out to our clients and reps helping reps. So if I did a workshop here in Buffalo, New York, I was letting other planners have that workshop, whether they wanted to recreate it or they wanted to replay it and say, hey, this is one of my business partners up in Buffalo, but I think it's important. So the answer is yes, we were in the process of building this out, but COVID certainly sped it up. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the interesting things about uh, what you've built out there at Peak, and, and it speaks, I think, to the smaller firm, the, or the, 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 the virtues of the smaller firm. So a lot of larger firms, the rep from various parts of the country, you know, might kind of see themselves even in a little bit of competition with each other, right? And, and you wouldn't necessarily want to put your clients in front of another advisor uh, for an educational session, but you guys don't seem to have that problem. Or there's there's not that that hesitation there, or reluctance there. Like you say, I mean, this content is shared amongst all the all the brokers in the system, correct? No, absolutely, and that that is a great point, you know. And and that's hard to find that family like culture that's willing to do that. I do think you find it at the smaller broker dealers, and I think it's absolutely so. It's imperative to be able to grow your practice. Uh, I, I'm hearing that some of the other firms that some of the larger firms out there don't let their reps really freely market. And what I mean by that is, you know, Peak is not going to let any one of their reps get in trouble, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. approve a workshop that we shouldn't. But I think there's this big misconception out there that FINRA doesn't let us do stuff. Well, that's not true. I mean, FINRA doesn't say there's no rule that you can't advertise or market or put together workshops. They just say it has to be compliance approved, which is, you know, you don't put stuff on there like this is guaranteed when it's not, right? So, you know, right. FINRA is not saying you can't you can't grow your practice. And so at the previous broker dealer we were at, I had the largest division, my business partner and I had the largest division at the firm. And, um, and we were audited probably because we were the largest division. We were just, a, you know, FINRA would come in and say, okay, I'm going to audit you because you're the largest division of the firm every three years. Never once did they say anything about our marketing. They looked at it. It was client approved, right? We happened to do a lot of it, <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so I think there's this big misconception out there that, oh boy, FINRA won't let us do it. Well, most of the time it's broker dealers that are saying we don't want to be bothered with approving stuff at peak. Not only do they uh, they want to be bothered with it, they want to help with it. They want to make sure that, okay, let's get the compliance department and the marketing department together in the same room and let's hash some of this stuff out so as a team we can get the content out there for our advisors to grow. And, you know, we've been calling, I call it a one-stop financial shop because at Peak, we've been focused on a lot of different things, not only just financial planning, but to give you an example, we've brought in experts to train our reps on Medicare if they're interested in that. And in my Buffalo mm-hmm. office, we have a Medicare uh, off a department and I have AHIP certified reps, Medicare reps, and I call it foot traffic in marketing, right? Not only am I helping my clients with the best independent Medicare advice out there, 
but it's Medicare enrollment season and we're going to have a few hundred people that come through our door and that's a demand product, right? That's something that people have to get at 65. It's not only that you know, some of people might want to get it. The same thing is true with social security. We, uh, at Peak, we've hooked up with a, a company that will actually certify our reps. So they're certified social security claiming strategists. So not only do they have the real knowledge of how to really look at social security and the hundreds of different options that are out there, that's also a demand product, right? People have to pick that. They have to uh, you know, select the social security and you get one chance to pick it, right? So we look at at Peak as a one-stop financial shop. And if we can educate and help our reps grow you come into my Buffalo office, which I think is a reflection of many offices throughout the Peak family, you'll see these departments, you know, Social Security Department. Uh, we have a certified divorce financial analyst in our office. We have Medicare reps. Uh, and so, folks, I, I always say I don't care what they come in my office for. Number one, I want to make sure we're helping people and we're doing the right thing. Number two, mm-hmm. I want them here in the office because it's foot traffic and they'll become clients of ours, you know, as they do other things, whether it's if they come in for their Medicare help and they leave here happy, I know they'll be back and they'll, they'll need help with Social Security planning or investment planning along the way. Yeah, that's great. That's, do you think most advisors have an issue with that notion of giving up some knowledge? I, you know, they want to be seen by their clients as being the, you know, the individual with all the knowledge. And they don't, you know, they, they but the client would benefit a little bit if, if like what you guys are building out there, right? They're spreading out the, the services across different experts in particular niches of the client's life, as opposed to the advisor being the, I'm the only person who can be giving you advice on any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a, it's a great point. Number one, they're not doing a great service to their clients because there's no way you can be the end all be all for everything. But number two, I think it's really hurting the marketing efforts. You know, I mean, the, the, the public is, they're, they're smart. You know, they know if they're walking into a, an office and there's one person and they claim to be the expert at everything, they're probably not going to be, you know, in our, our Buffalo office, using that as a flagship peak office, you know, I'll, I'll say all the time, boy, if, you know, we have independent certified experts in different areas. And when it comes to Medicare, I'm not your person. <laughs> I, know, I know enough about mm-hmm. Medicare to be dangerous, but I have a hip certified reps. Now, I, as a marketing tool, I'm bragging about them. I'm saying how great they are, right? And it's always better mm-hmm. when somebody else says how great you are than when you say how great you are, right? So I think I think these advisors are missing out on a marketing opportunity as well. <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about what these virtual advisor meeting series look like. I mean, are they uh, uh, are they basically just taking the the old uh, retirement seminar and free lunch and and putting it online, or is there a, a different uh, format that these things take? What do they What do they look like? How do we've had a series of them? So yeah, part of it is the retirement planning workshop, or or, or like I've, I've been calling them rescue workshops, where we're talking about how to manage your money in a volatile market. And we all know that folks of us, many of us that have gray hair that have been in the business for a long time, when markets go down, you want to make subtle adjustments. I I believe in asset allocation. I believe in diversification, but I also believe in rebalancing. So we talk about, you know, not making crazy wholesale changes. And our workshops talk about, look at, let's look at some of the other crises out there. How did these things bottom out? What happened six months later, 12 months later? You know, don't be a victim in this. And then, you know, how to diversify properly. So a lot of it's about asset allocation, but we have a series of these workshops. And so, you know, we've been very successful at our estate planning workshops. And that was funny to me because we had just as much success online with our estate planning workshops as we did with our investment planning. And I would have thought for sure everybody would be just be worried about the stock market, right? But 
a right. healthcare crisis also got their attention to, hey, you know, I really need to look at who my beneficiaries are. What if, what if I am, what if COVID does end up like they originally said, which is millions of people are going to die and I'm one of them. Do I have my estate in order? And it really got people looking. So our estate planning workshops were key. And then we also do social security workshops. I bragged about one of our divisions is a social security division. We have certified social security claiming strategists in our office. We have a training center right here in Buffalo, New York, where we train our reps. So if you become a peak rep, you have the ability to fly up to Buffalo. Uh, we're actually on, we have, we're doing that online too, although I want to go back to in-person because I really get to, you know, mm-hmm. it's really great to be able to sit in a room and, and learn from other advisors too. But next month, we're actually going to a virtual certification where it's going to be a two-day school online. You, be, you get educated in social security planning. You take a test at the end if you pass. Um, you get your certification. And those online social security training workshops have been very successful as well. And what we're seeing is some of the same people sign up for all three or four, right? So we'll rotate them. We've got investment planning, estate planning, social security planning. And, and we and actually our Medicare team has, has one as well. And so as we rotate them, a lot of the same folks continue to, to, to come to the same workshops. And by the way, we capture some of their data, right? So I have a marketing team here and now I can email blast them. We also do a quarterly marketing update. Uh, we have a, a, I have a registered investment advisory firm with two CFAs. And what we do every quarter is we just question them on, you know, what happened over the last quarter? What was winning? What was losing? Uh, are there concerns? And then let's look forward. But a lot of those folks now attend those quarterly workshops. So, you know, we may not get them as clients right away, but they're in our database. They're in our network of our family online and uh, eventually we'll convert them to clients. Because what happens is inevitably is I, I see this time and time again, where people say to me, Mike, you know, I've been with XYZ Financial Planner for three years and, and they've done none of this. They've done no virtual updates, you know, even, and by the way, in the, in the heart of COVID, when the stock market was done 40%, we were doing uh, live uh, Zoom meetings almost weekly with our clients. We, well, we were doing weekly with our clients. We were doing marketing updates uh, and talking about what happened to the stock market over the last five days. What do we see going forward? And interviewing, you know, uh, RAAs, other RAAs, other CFAs that were out there, and being in the front of it. Right? I've always said the good firefighters are that ones that run into the fire. The good financial planners are the ones that run in and say, hey, look, I'm here. I'm going to be here for you when the volatility hits. And uh, now the way to do that is to do it online, right? Nobody was coming anywhere. Just starting to open up a little bit now. But the only way to reach these people is online. And the same people, by the way, the same financial advisors that told me, yeah, I'm not having any success with it. Those were the same ones that said they weren't having any success with regular seminars before. And I can tell you that we've had a ton of success with them. And I, I think, and it's not because I'm some great speaker or Glenn's a great speaker. I think over time we've gotten pretty good at it, but more importantly, we're just being honest with people. We're giving them information and we're in front of them all the time, right? The, the, yeah. the other thing yeah. too is, is embracing things like Facebook. Again, there's no rule that says you can't advertise through FINRA on Facebook. You just got to be, you know, you, it's got to be the right content. It's got to be approved, right? And so Facebook has been a very cost-effective way for us to be able to post very short-term videos. Hey, here's what happened in the stock market. But more importantly, also get people to attend these workshops. I mean, $10, $15, and we're and we're sending invites out to the right people, right? We want to do a social security workshop. We don't want those invites to go out to people that are 30 years old. We want them to go out to people that are 60 to 66, right? Well, we can tailor fit that on Facebook pretty cost-effectively. 
you, you just got into my next question there, which was a typical seminar uh, would you know have a lure of like a, a free dinner or something or a wine tasting or whatever it might be. In the virtual world, you, you don't have those kinds of uh, lures for the prospects uh, to bring uh, you know prospects in the door. Yeah. And how do you, I think a lot of advisors would love to be able to crack the code of how do I get prospects to sit down in front of a virtual seminar or a virtual meeting or some virtual uh, uh, content educational session you guys do it through uh, advertising and social media. It sounds like uh, it's one, one avenue. Any yeah, others that you use? We do YouTube pre-clips. Pre-clips. I'm going to say that. Am I saying that right? I think I'm saying that right. And um, okay. and Facebook advertising. I will say the back office at Peak, our brokerage firm, actually has some marketing directors. And they've been very helpful at allowing us to be very creative. And so we can come up with like one-minute videos 30 second videos saying, you know, whether it's been estate planning or social security planning, but I call them fishing. I don't know. That's probably not the right way to do it, but it's the right way to say it, but it's uh, but it's bait that we use. So, you know, when you watch those YouTube pre-rolls and you're like, oh, I got to watch this before I get to my video. Well, that's mm-hmm. some of what we're doing. The other thing is, is Facebook and we can be very creative with saying whether it's a 30 second ad that just says, you know, are you concerned about making the right selection when it comes to your social security. If you're coming to that age, you only get one chance to make the right decision. So Peak has been really helpful with the, some of their marketing folks at, at coming up with, with, with little things that help us sort of tag these people and get them involved and curious. And that's really important, right? I mean, I don't, you know, everybody says, oh, how am I going to open this unless it looks interesting? Well, the same is true with estate planning. Is your estate plan all set, because, you know, during a health crisis? Those are the kinds of things that mm-hmm. Our broker dealer has been very helpful with and saying, hey, look, this is compliance approved and we can use it across multiple branches. So there's folks in Toledo, Ohio, that'll be using some of the same things that I'm using here in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, that's great. And I think most advisors would think that that kind of pre-roll on YouTube video clips uh, would be something that might be as cost prohibitive or beyond them or, or uh, not, not possible. But, but if, you're, if you're narrow targeting a niche like you guys are, it can be yeah. not, uh, not cheap. I don't want to say that, but I mean, it's, but it's not it can, a huge amount of money we're talking about. No, no, I think to your point, it can be very cost effective. You know, one of the things that we do too is we'll spend like, maybe we'll say we'll set a budget, like let's say 50 bucks. And that's what we spent for the last uh, social security workshop we did. We had 32 attendees of which 12 of them have already signed up for appointments. Right. But the key is, is to be very creative on those messaging so people know what they're looking at, you know, like, what a, well, oh yeah, I really should attend that, right? Um, I, you know, it's funny when you were talking about, you know, not serving dinner and stuff, I was never a big fan of that before. You know, we used to do a lot of person workshops and we, we, we used to serve for food years ago and then we realized that there was a lot of people that were there for food. Right. So we switched it up and our numbers went way down, but the quality of folks were way better. The, the other thing too is, and, and uh, Peak has been helpful, very helpful with this, I've been doing a radio show for 20 years now. I can't tell you how valuable that has been to building up our business. We have other peak advisors now that are doing uh, successful radio shows. And that has been really key. So it's taught me two things. Not only has it taught me how to get out and, and do a radio show, you know, after 20 years, you become pretty, pretty decent at it. At least I think I am. But it also allowed me to do what I call mastering the media. And that's something that we've really been, uh, teaching and trying to really educate some of our reps on. When the markets are volatile, everybody in the media is looking to do a story. I think when people see their news anchors on their local station, they they sort of look at them as like these, I don't know, this this not real people, right? Oh, that's the anchor for channel two. 
but they're real people and they have a job to do and they come in every day and they need content, right? And especially when a, when a story breaks and whether it's stock market related, so those are the, those are the easiest times, stock market goes down, you know, we will send a press release over to the state, the local stations and we'll say, here's why the stock market went down, you know, just the 50,000 foot view. You need an expert to come on and talk about it. Let us know. I, I kid you not, every time one of the, one of four stations in Buffalo, New York will call me and say, hey, can I come over and do an interview? They'll come right to our office. And, and now they're actually doing it virtually too. So they'll say, can I send you a Zoom? And, but it's free advertising, right? And so in the middle of volatile markets, not only do my clients, but my prospects see me on the local stations as the expert. And it's as many times as I talk to financial planners across the country and tell them that every time when I'm in a room full of hundred financial advisors, people say, why are you telling me that? Where are your competition? And I say it right here in Buffalo, New York. I say, number one, 99% of you won't do it anyways. So, <laughs> so um, it, but, but uh, that's the truth, right? So easy, easy. And, and the same is true. I was telling you about our departments give you an example. Our college, we've got a college planning department here. They, one of the local news stations was doing a, a, the, all week, they were talking about different things about college, whether it was colleges on shutdown for COVID, college cost of college now. Blah, blah. So we sent them over an email. Today, we have a certified college planner here if you want a, an interview. And they did a Zoom. They did an online Zoom with them. And he had all kinds of free press from that. And then he was able to retake that and put, click it, you know, put it on his Facebook, right? So his immediate network was like, oh, Jeff, wow, you're the, you know, the expert. The well, same is true with our social security. I saw uh, locally in the news, the, one of the stations was doing a segment on or a piece on, on social security and, you know, with all the debt out there and COVID debt now, and is, is social security going to be there? We sent him over, hey, if you want an expert, wouldn't you know it? They said, can we, can we zoom in? Is that okay? And so he was able to do zoom, but all didn't cost us a penny, right? It took two seconds yep. of my time to send my lo- local news station that, uh, that invite to say, hey, we're an expert. We're out here as a resource. And there's no better press than that, right? You can't buy press like that. You know, you've got a right, local sure. news anchor that's saying, hey, you're the expert. Can I come out and talk to you? And of course, you know, you answer the questions very, you know, generically. You're not going to say, oh, you should buy this or buy that. You talk about developing a risk tolerance, understanding your risk tolerance before you go through these things, not after, right? The basic tools of financial planning and the, and the 50,000 foot view of how to diversify yourself. But Huge tools. And I would encourage your, you know, some of the planners out there that, that listen to this to, to really look into radio shows. And one of the things we've done at Peak is not only encourage our reps to do it, but really help them. In fact, uh, Glenn and I have been guests on some of our uh, financial planner shows for the first week or two until they started to feel comfortable hosting their own show. Um, we've flown people into Buffalo and they've actually done the show with us here in Buffalo. And they've done podcasts with us to sort of you know, break them into feeling comfortable getting in front of a microphone. But do you do you have uh, some studio equipment there in your offices? Is that how you do this? We do. Yeah, we have studio equipment right in uh, in our Buffalo office here and in our South Florida office. So oftentimes we're together, oftentimes we're apart, but you wouldn't know the difference. It's really cool. Really yeah. cool. Great advice, and more advisors should do it. Now, tell me a little bit about uh, the uh, virtual advisor meeting series you have. You guys have a, uh, a kind of a, a structured, almost kind of a, a meeting amongst all the peak. Uh, reps or peak advisors in math to kind of learn from each other? Do you guys get on a call together in a yeah, relatively we, structured uh, uh, pace? Yeah. Yeah, we, we do. And, and we, we sped that up a little bit during COVID. That was the key. I mean, we, uh, we, we talk as a, as a firm and we've got these different teams that try to take leadership from the field. 
And so part of that leadership is, okay, how can we help you folks market? And then more importantly, let's share as a team what, what successful financial planners are doing. And so, you know, I was just sharing with you our radio show. Uh, we have a number of different uh, reps doing our radio show because at Peak Advisor Series, part of that is educating our reps on what other reps are doing to be successful. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, do a million plus a year, you know, didn't have any rich family members and no rich uncles. I mean, myself and my business partner, Glenn Wiggle, built it up from scratch. And, uh, and we did that through a radio show, but I learned how to do a radio show from another financial planner. So the whole theme behind Peak is reps helping reps and producers, you know, helping share their marketing strategies. And so now we've got other, uh, that virtual series and working together, we've got other reps doing the same thing very successfully, you know, in Pittsburgh and in uh, Toledo, Ohio, and, and in Long Island and you know, different parts of the country. So yeah. And, you know, but that's, that's been part of the social media boot camp we have, and that's led by one of our uh, planners, Nolan Baker. And, uh, and really he's always helping people on how to embrace social media and he does his own boot camp, where every peak advisor is welcome to not only join that, but uh, on a monthly basis, he, you know, keeps them up to speed on what he's doing on different platforms. And I give you an example, like I thought, you know, I, not, I, I thought LinkedIn would not be a successful platform to prospect clients, you know, from a retail level. I always looked at that as more of a professional network to network. But uh, Nolan has said, and he has showed us very successfully that, hey, look, if you find out that a business is going out of business, you can find out who works at that place in the, through LinkedIn, and we can target some of them. And so through his social media boot camp, he's been able to train us and other peak reps on. Facebook is great, and Facebook's got a place, but so does LinkedIn, right? And I would never learn, I'd never have known any of that without our virtual series and reps helping reps. Yeah, and it, it does strike me that it speaks to the culture of Peak a little bit because uh, I think at larger places, like you've mentioned, I mean, it might be a bit more of an attitude of like, you know, hey, you're my uh, you're my broker dealer platform, you owe me X Y Z without any kind of giving back on my part, right? I'm sorry to me yeah. cut you off. But the other part of it too, and our our peak, we're at about 85 reps. I think our goal is to maybe get to like between 250 and 300. And that's really the economics of what we're facing today out there. But our, our goal is to not become one of these huge broker dealers, because I think you lose the family type of, you know, atmosphere where you start to, you know, you don't know each other. And I think knowing each other is key. You know, it's funny, some of my, some of our peak reps will send me, I'll give you an example. I'll say his first name, Denny. He's a good friend of mine down in South Florida, but we were helping Denny with online videos. And I said, Denny, Let's get some of you out in, in on a video, right? And once a week, we release it to all the people that you're friends with on Facebook, just updating them on what's going on with the markets, what happened last week, you know, what's what's coming this week and what to be prepared for. Just a little weekly release, you know, and I said, what that'll do is it'll just get people, have you top mind, or you'll be there, their top mind awareness when it comes to financial planning, right? But wouldn't you know it, he closed a huge case last week from somebody who said, Denny, I love your little weekly updates, man. I appreciate that. My financial advisor doesn't do anything for me. And uh, and he sent me, it was like Sunday morning, I'm, I'm drinking my coffee. It's uh, 7.30 and I get this email on, you know, hey, look at, I just wanted to really thank you for all the stuff and the, the week. And, and that's been our culture. But I think what happens at these bigger firms is they get so big that they have a really difficult time creating that family-like atmosphere. And then sometimes they see where the compliance departments are not willing to be helpful. And they'll just say, well, you know, no, we're just not going to let you do that. Well, there's no rule out there that says, FINRA doesn't say you can't educate your clients with a video. 
they just say you have to be compliant. Well, <laughs> well, we all should be compliant, right? So, but I see in some of those bigger firms, at least that's the end. That's that's what I'm getting back. The feedback I'm getting back as I build the peak is that oh, my my compliance department won't let me do that. Well, why? There's no rule that says you can't do that. They just don't want to. Well, maybe they've become so big that you know their goal is to no longer figure out ways to help you every day. It's 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 ways to just maintain themselves, and so. Yeah, I think absolutely at a smaller broker dealer, you have the ability to be more flexible, to work with those rules, understand those rules and work within the culture of helping our reps grow for sure. Do you think these kinds of virtual marketing and prospecting and virtual kind of uh, uh, educational sessions for advisors as well, you know, learning from each other in a virtual format uh, will last after the pandemic goes away? And do you think we'll all rush back to doing in-person meetings and in-person prospecting and in-person education? Uh, or do you think this stuff is here to stay? I think it's here to stay. I think it's here to stay. I, I think it's here to stay. I think you're going to see both though. I, I do know there's a, there's, there's folks like me that miss that. You know, I miss that one-on-one content. I really do enjoy that. But I, I absolutely think people are starting to realize that, you know what, instead of driving 30 minutes to a seminar, I can just sit at my house with my plate of food and, uh, and mm-hmm, some snacks mm-hmm. and I can watch this and then I don't have to drive anywhere after I'm in. I think, you know, we're going to continue to embrace technology. Um, going back, because you've asked me a bunch of times about the virtual workshop, we also have a virtual library at Peak. And that's really key because I may do a workshop and what people ask me is, because especially I use me as an example, because my, myself and Glenn Wiggle, my business partner, we are nonstop marketing, nonstop marketing. So we're always coming up with new estate planning workshops, new social security workshops. We have a, an income planning one. So if you plan on retiring, you know how to diversify. Every time I do one of those workshops, people will ask me, is it okay to include it in the virtual library? And I'll always check yes. And I don't know any of our advisors that don't. And that virtual library allows our reps to be able to go in and pull from whatever they want. So you may be a rep in Wheelock in New Jersey, and then you go into the virtual library and you say, hey, Mike and Glenn, I heard they're having a lot of success. Can I go see all the stuff that they're doing? And you can actually pull from that. I was telling you about the LinkedIn training. Part of our advisor series is we have a six-week program that trains our reps on how to use LinkedIn successfully. The cool thing about this, and I don't want to beat up on other firms, but I've seen other firms say, we have a marketing department. And then I'll laugh because when I find out what that marketing department is, it's really like a Kinko's. You know, they've got brochures, <laughs> they've got right. paper, but it's really not a, a financial, successful financial planner. It's somebody in a marketing department that's never done a live workshop in front of anybody, that's never done anything successfully. And with us, like our six-week LinkedIn training program, that's actually a, another successful peak rep that had just as having tons of success with LinkedIn. And he said, look it, I'll help, I'll show you what I'm doing. And we put together this six week training, online training class to be able to train other financial planners on how to successfully do what they're doing. And that's really key. You know, when you can look at other reps and they're successful, I, like I said, we, we've, I've, I've brought in a billion dollars from our radio show over the last 20 years. And uh, that radio show is a product of somebody else doing a radio show and me just saying, hey, look, look at how successful they are. I want to do that. Right. Well, let's do the same thing with LinkedIn. Let's do the same thing with Facebook. And so our virtual advisor library is huge. It it makes total sense. And and I think this, again, speaks to where I was getting at with the small firm versus large firm. You have reps which will give up of their own time to do this kind of thing, which doesn't necessarily impact necessarily their business right away. Right. I mean, it's a. 
you know, I mean, Dolan has got LinkedIn down. What yeah. does he gain from teaching other advisors how to do LinkedIn? He's already got it down. He doesn't need, you know, why, what does he gain from that? Well, I mean, I guess what he gains is the kind of the collegial atmosphere or what he likes is the collegial atmosphere of, of the peak uh, uh, family, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A part of it. And, and you know what? And really understanding too that, and we've said this as a family, as a peak family, that every time I go in to educate somebody on what we're doing, I always come out of it learning something else. I've used Nolan's name a few times here because uh, Nolan very successfully does a radio show and Nolan uh, borrowed that idea from us. We said, hey, Nolan, look at what we're doing, right? And uh, Mark Claire is his other business mm -hmm. partner. And they successfully did a radio show. In return, I had no idea that LinkedIn would be really successful, but Mark and Nolan educated me on how successful they were. So I think, you know, one of the things that we've been able to create is a culture of understanding that, look, if you give, eventually it will come back to you. I don't know when or how, but it'll give. And, and you know, it's funny. We always talk as a peak family. We'll have other reps that come in from other broker dealers to some of our our, uh, our workshops, even our online workshops. And they'll say, I can't believe you're sharing all this. Now, I shared a lot of stuff today on this podcast that a lot of financial planners are going to go back and be able to use. And they'll say, we're your competition. And I'll say, you know, the biggest thing with our industry is most advisors really don't do a lot. You know, we've got a very limited window of competition out there, which is a huge blessing for those of us that want to go out and market and really go at it. So 97% of the people that listen to this podcast are going to go, oh yeah, radio shows, so one-stop financial shop, right? Certificate social security workshops, Medicare on demand, but they won't do it. And, and so the yeah. key, and I really believe a lot of that is having mentors or somebody else you can turn to at the firm to say, hey, look, at, I'm doing what you're doing, but it's not successful. What do I need to do that's different, right? And most people are willing to help. I, you know, most people are inherently good people that, especially the people that have made it in the industry, you know, I'm proud of it. We started with nothing 20 something years ago, Glenn and myself. And now we've got this multi-million dollar business that we worked hard and we've got 16 financial planners here in Buffalo. And when you, you can, you can probably tell the passion I have for, it. I love it. Like you want to talk about my business, I'm in, uh, that's what we do. Right. 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 Um, so, sure. I, I, and, and we said from day one, we were building peak. We don't care about uh, quantity. We care about quality. We want to have people that are willing to share their, their information and willing to be part of the family. And if they're not, they're probably just not going to be a good fit for us. Right. They're not, we're not going to be a good fit for them. So we've been able to really create that atmosphere and that environment, which has been great. Yeah. Well, that's great. Michael, this has been great uh, uh, insight into the virtual advisor meeting series and what you guys are up to at the uh, peak. I really appreciate your time and congratulations on the win at wealthmanagement.com industry awards. It's been a uh, great talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Hopefully I can do this some other time with you. I hope so. I hope so. We'll speak again soon. This is David Armstrong. You've been listening to the Wealthiest Podcast, the WealthManagement.com Industry Award winners. Hope to see you next time. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of WealthManagement.com.